This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hey guys, welcome to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. This episode is brought to you by Alchemy Sales Coaching. I hope you guys enjoy. Today's the day, baby. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the motherfucking day. Today is the day. Today's the day. Today is the day. Today's the day. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. Um, and we have, as always, but especially today, a very special guest. We got Mr. TP, Todd Peterson. Thanks for making it out here again. Um, I believe this is your third episode now with is it us. Really? Yeah, we broke the last one in oh, two right. parts. Oh, I forgot about that. That's we right. kept running. Um, we so, did, I did ramble a little bit too much last time. No, the people loved it. Okay, okay. They requested you come uh, back, so it, it must have been to, decent. It was fun to chat. It must have been decent. So we'll chat a little bit more, but again, thank you so much for being here. I know it's a crazy weekend and you carved some time out, so I appreciate you big time. Um, but just to give you a, an idea, because we haven't really talked about it prior to starting recording, an idea of kind of where we're going to go with it. Everybody, everybody liked the last one, I think, because it created a lot of relatability. We talked a lot about when you were growing up. And I've seen that side of you ever since I've known you. Honestly, I've been super lucky to to be in rooms where I can I can person I, I can turn you into a person in my head, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And make you extremely relatable. And I think that's why your influence can go go so far with a lot of people. And once people talk with you, they get there. But people who haven't had that chance haven't gotten that opportunity yet. So really, just kind of diving in. And I've got a few questions, and there's no real desired location or destination for the conversation, yeah. but just to kind of go and, and chop it up. Um, but I guess one question, I have questions that people also asked me to ask you. So I've got a few okay. of those to throw in there as well. Um, so last time you were on, you talked a little bit about growing up and then and obviously a process into your professional life and everything like that. My question is, is there ever a defining moment when you were growing up or was there something that happened where you kind of separated yourself from not necessarily other people, but yourself from doing something pretty ordinary, if that makes sense. Because you kind of had multiple paths to go down and you chose probably the least ordinary one to go down. Was there a yeah. moment that did that or where did that come from? You know, so that's an interesting question. Um, and the first thing that came to my mind was um, my, my first basketball. This is going to sound super random, but my first basketball team I played on. Um, I discovered the fact that I would die to win. Um, all the other kids on my team, you know, we were like second grader, who knows what, I mean, we could barely <laughs> dribble. And I remember, um, about halfway through the game, I was, I was going to throw up cause I was, I didn't want to lose. And the other kids on my team did not care. They were just out there dorking around and it just drove me nuts that they didn't care enough to hustle down the court steal the ball, make a shot, except Corey Zanger. He hustled one time, but he scored for the wrong team. But um, that, I mean, I, I just remember, you know, when I was little, man, like I, I'm not saying I was the best at anything. I wasn't ever the best at anything, but I always worked so dang hard. And I knew that there was a bit of a difference in me that like I was willing to go the extra mile with my, you know, and I'm going to say it like lack of ability, lack of strength, lack, lack of, you know, intelligence maybe um, to do more to like, be, you know, kind of be on par and then try to be better. Um, but I, I would say the, you know, to specific to the question, it was definitely Gary Sorensen, um, who I met on my mission. I talked about my mission yep. a little bit, but growing up in Idaho, you know, we had no internet, um, no social media, no cell phones, very limited contact to the outside world outside of Idaho Falls. Like, I mean, I didn't know anything about big finance or, you know, big corporations, or I didn't know any of that. So I had a pretty small view of the world, which was, mm -hmm. you know, 40,000 people in Idaho Falls and, um, success and accomplishment back then meant something very different than, you know, meeting Gary Sorensen. It was a big inspiration to me with me to like really push myself. And then obviously, you know, once I started the company and, you know, more knowledge comes at you. And, and honestly, like the internet was one of those things. It's like, oh, here, this company's doing this at this scale. This industry has this capacity for scale. Um, but, you know, previous, that was my mission present saying, hey, you're not going back to Idaho Falls and becoming, um, and it, this is no offense, my dad was an orthodontist. You're not going to go be an orthodontist and shove your, your fingers in people's mouths. That's an hourly job. And I'm like, what? What do you mean it's an hourly job? No, it's not. And he yeah. was like, no, it is an hourly job. 
if your dad's fingers aren't, he kept saying his fingers in people's mouths, which is kind of true. Um, said if you, if you have your, your fingers in people's mouths, you're not making money. And um, you, for whatever reason, have the ability to lead and inspire people in a way that I've not seen, seen before. I'm just telling you what he said to me. Yeah. He probably didn't really believe it, but he made me believe that he believed it. Um, and he's like, you're going to, you're going to, you have to build something big and substantial that impacts thousands of people's lives. That's very, it was very specific. Um, and you know, was that just like, like mind? Yeah. I mean, I, and I, and he made me promise him, this is the last day of my mission. He made me promise him that I would do that. And I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. Um, the other funny part about the conversation, he was a very competitive person. He is, he's still alive, but he's old as dirt. Um, if he ends up listening to this, he knows he is. Um, <laughs> but, um, anyway, he, he, he retired by the time he was 40 and he's like, you know, with all that said, like, there's no way you're going to have more success in life than I've had. He goes, that's a fact. I'm better at you than everything at, at everything. And um, I have more confidence and more, whatever. And I'm like, I'll, I'm going to have the ability to retire by the time I'm 30. And he's like, there's absolutely just, there's no way that's possible. And actually I couldn't retire the way I live today, but I could have actually retired at age 30 very reasonably. Yeah. And I could have, you know, much smaller lifestyle. So you got him. But um, I didn't retire. Um, for, I'm so glad I didn't. But um, yeah, I got him. I crushed him. <laughs> I love that. That seems like a moment where somebody like lifted your lid or made you think bigger, whatever. And anyone who's been lucky enough to know you or spend time around you at all or work with you or anything like that, the one like very, very common trend that was always, always common um, in a work environment with you specifically was you always just pressed people to think bigger, even when they already thought they were thinking outlandishly big. Do you feel like that's where that came from? I mean, a hundred percent, um, you know, and, and you know, won't dig, dig into all of the, the process that I went through, like on my mission, but like, that's when I grew up. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just, I, I told you before I was, I was just a crazy kid and no care in the world. And, you know, didn't pay attention to too much. I love sports and, you know, hanging out with buddies and whatnot, but it's kind of when I grew up and I'm like, okay, um, if I, I can do something based on making a decision and then putting the effort in, um, mm. and the outcome can be great. You can't determine the outcome, but I, I learned that fact, um, in that process. And so I, I think having done that for two years, you know, under his direction and leadership, and, um, you know, he, and he did, he, he inspired me like all the time to like think bigger and do more and, um, you know, like put myself in an uncomfortable position all the time as a person, as a leader. And, um, def that definitely came from him. Now I would say, um, from a principal's perspective, not that he didn't have them, but that, that came from my mom and dad. Yeah. And, and you know, and my siblings and the environment I lived in. So, um, you know, I think the way. I, hopefully part of the inspiration is from me is the way I treat people. I try to treat people with respect, be kind to them, you know, um, no matter who they are, I don't care who they are. And that comes, that definitely comes from my parents. Yeah. So, you know, I had, I had two great sets of examples and not, not including my grandparents. So I, I'm, and I'm, what was I talking to last night? I can't even remember. Well, it was um, a guy named Kirk, Kirk Weeman. And I said, man, I can't even, I can't believe that I've been fortunate enough to be in the spots that I've been in, born into the family I was born in, the areas I've lived in, specifically now, the people I'm surrounded by. It's like, mind, it blows my mind, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, I mean, is it dumb luck? I don't know. But like, you know, I got to where I got to. Not That's not even my choice. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that a lot. And then, you, I mean, you mentioned going from being just like a punk of a kid to growing up and everything like that, putting yourself back in your shoes at, at that age prior to your mission, right? Yeah. Prior to growing up and everything like that. Like my generation or maybe even younger generations um, than myself, where, what would be like a call out? Like, where are we missing the mark? Like what, what is being completely overlooked that you feel didn't used to be or shouldn't, shouldn't be overlooked, even if it did used to be like, what's a call out to, 
the younger generations? I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's like work ethic. Um, if I think about um, 30 years ago, starting Vivint and the, the group of people that we'd hire or, or the people we'd go through, and you know this in recruiting for this type of a job, it's a very hard job. You have to funnel through a lot of people, put a lot of people in the funnel and a few kick out. It just so happens the common denominator of successful people in this job and life generally are hard workers mm-hmm. that have a little bit of compar- competitive spirit to them and are teachable. And um, those aren't the same as they were 30 years ago. They just aren't. Um, you've got to go through more people to find those few people that actually can su- succeed at this job because um, – Look, I, I think um, the world says to your generation, oh, you shouldn't have to work hard. Um, you, in fact, you don't need to work hard. You can just post something and get paid. Um, you don't even have to show up to work. You don't have to be responsible. You shouldn't have to be held to a certain standard, you know, with quality of work or, you know, quality of, you know, ethics or personality. It, at, least, at least that's the message I hear. And then some of, a lot of what I see. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's changed. And I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily, necessarily anyone's fault. It's a product of the environment that we have now. Yeah. A lot of it driven again by, I think it's social media, the negativity of social media. Yeah. So then obviously my next question would be, okay, well, how do you go cultivate that work ethic and in a specific job in, in sales or whatever you can go and do that. But what about just your average person who's like, they, they don't have that opportunity. They obviously could go and do it, but it's not part of their plan or it's not yep. part of their path right now. Like, how do you go and cultivate like that type of, honestly, detail-oriented work ethic or any type of work ethic that just can get you to wherever you want to go in whatever field you want to get into? The truth of the matter is just like me, I think it, it, it requires at some point someone to inspire them to kind of like turn that light bulb on. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to be inside that environment, see it, witness it, feel it. Because the truth is we're all, we're all built the same. No, no one's different than anyone else. Um, we're, we're afraid to do a lot of things. Hard work is one of the main things we're hard. We're, we're scared to do. Be, and the reason we're scared of that is if we put the hard work in and the results aren't what we hoped for or mm-hmm. what we said vo- vocally in public, were going to happen. Then we failed and we're embarrassed. Um, but I think people should look for someone to kind of bring them in. It doesn't have to be door-to-door sales, um, but in anything that they're thinking of doing and witness someone doing it at an excellent level, at a high level, high performing level. And once you've seen it and you get a taste of that, like we're all the same, we love it. Even if it requires work that like, like, like brings you down to a level where you're, you're exhausted mentally, physically, spiritually exhausted because of the effort you put in mm-hmm. and, and it's not just effort, but like you're, it, you're, you care about it. It's your yeah, emotions yeah. are in it. Um, that's the only time where we get full. I think any of us get full satisfaction, mm-hmm. but when you do taste it, it's like, um, what's it, like tasting caviar for the first time. It's like, what? These are these fish eggs are like magic in my mouth, <laughs> and you don't want to eat them all the time. Have you had caviar? I have with you. I I've love had caviar. caviar. Yeah, I've only had Good caviar boy. with you. That's but awesome. it's like yeah, it's like the light bulb turns on. So you know, the yeah. hope is like people can somehow through their environment or their job or people that are around them have someone inspire them to at least attempt to go out and, and maximize their capabilities. Yeah. It doesn't always happen though. Um, it doesn't always happen. Yeah. That's again, that's a big reason why I feel so fortunate is because that, that exactly what you're saying is exact is exactly what happened for me. Like I was lucky enough to see how Alex Dunn operated on, in day-to-day life yourself, Casey Baugh, and then Casey took me completely under his wing and, and everything from there. So I, I totally, I echo. I think that's, I think that's incredibly important. And it's not necessarily like off the rip people took me under, under their wing, but it was like even observing anyone, my dad's friends when I was really little, I was like, Oh, that, that, Oh, that dude's whatever they're doing. That's that you would want to aspire to do. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I I think just being inspired is, is is what you're saying. Also, you can't always, it doesn't just happen. I mean, you have to like try um, just to just try. Um, you don't have to have all of the tools, but if you just try, um, and keep trying, if someone's, you know, doesn't know how to like 
you know, really get after it and maximize their capabilities, then you've got to try. And then you've got to keep searching for the situation or the environment or the person that can help you learn that. Yeah. And it's not, that's not school. Um, now you don't learn that in school. Yeah. You don't go to, you don't get a college degree to learn how to, you know, be hyper successful. And that doesn't mean, you know, financially successful, like successful at whatever you're doing. Yeah. That's not learned in college. It's learned through your environment. Yeah. A hundred percent. So along with that, you said like choosing, choosing to go and like do the the hard work will turn you into a hard worker and so on and so forth. One, one thing that's common throughout your whole story was, and maybe this was later in life rather than earlier, but it seems like since the beginning, even caring enough to win means you're choosing the harder path, right? Deciding to go on a mission was obviously a harder path than probably anything else you could yeah. have done at that point. Starting a company and then sticking with a company when there was plenty of times to have an exit. You you just continually have chosen hard, I would say, at least since your mission, at least yeah. since that decision, right? And maybe even prior to that. Where do you get that where it's like you're going to go and choose to do hard? Because a lot of people have the option to choose to go and do hard. A lot of the people, especially especially my generation, that li- even people who listen to this type of stuff, like people who go and they consume all the YouTube videos, they consume all the podcasts, and then they never do a thing with it, right? I have a theory as to why people don't go and do hard, but why would you say they don't or why did you? Look, I think, again, it's... Um they don't because they're afraid of failure. I mean, that's, I mean, if you're listening and you're one of those people, you're afraid to fail. Um, I personally am not afraid to fail. I do not care. Like I don't care. I, if I, if I give everything I have and I have the team around me and a great concept and it fails, it's like, you know, rip up that piece of paper, that, that part of the past, throw it away, redirect, go, go charge hard. Mm -hmm. It just, now I don't want to fail. But if I do fail, it's like, you know, I try, at least I tried. And there are plenty of things that I've failed at. I mean, not everything goes perfectly in my life. Yeah. Um, but that, I think it's fear of failure. And I, I just, I don't think I've ever, I've never, I've just never had that problem. Yeah. And, you know, again, back to my upbringing, like my parents, if we wanted something, we had to go work for it. Um, it's just very different now. Yeah. Um, you know, young kids can get credit cards and can get car loans. I mean, I, I didn't have, I don't think I had a credit card until I was like, it was like 23 or something, 22, 23, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I had no car debt. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know how to do it. You know, I wasn't yeah. taught that, but I didn't want it. But now it's like, you can kind of get by getting student loans and a little, a credit card and, you know, kind of living off that and floating it and just paying the minimum payments. And, you know, I think it's just a little bit of, um, complacency and that, and I would say that's the word of, of your, of this era that's coming up. It's complacency. Mm. It's like, eh, it's, it's good enough. Um, just good enough. Just get by, just work enough that I can go on a vacation with no savings in the bank, no plan for the future, but it's, it's okay. It's good enough. So where, where, but where does that come from? Because, and obviously Tony Robbins theory is, is it, I mean, weak men create hard times, hard times, create strong men, strong men, create easy times, easy times, create weak yeah, men. And it's yeah. just a cycle. And do you feel like that plays a factor in it or what do you like? I think that's an, an absolutely a factor. And then it's, it's that and that's messaging, you know, and, and again, I don't have social media, but the things I see in the media is um, it's like uh, things I read. It's like, Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to go into work. Why, why can't you work from home? Well, <laughs> let's be honest. No one works hard from home. Um, when I say no one, rare, few people work really hard from home and are as productive or even close to as productive as they would be in a work environment around their peers. Yeah. They're, they're collaborating. Um, they're, sometimes they have to be watched over. Mm-hmm. Some people need to be micromanaged, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. Um, and if you don't micromanage them, they're not going to get the job done. Now, hopefully through some influence and, and experience that they, they change from that being that needy as a person and become a producer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's the product of the environment and, and, you know, what's our environment been for the last, you know, since 2009, pretty easy times. Yeah. Low interest rate environment. You can borrow for nothing. Um, everything you buy goes up in value. Um, the government's handing trillions of dollars out, which I never got any of that, man. What happened? What, 
How'd I miss that boat? You paid free, for it. Free shoes. You free paid for it. Snowmobiles, <laughs> whatever it was. But yeah, I guess I probably did pay for it. But, um, you know, it's like you add all of that together. And, you know, we've had a long period of time where life's just been good. It's been easy. So is that creating, you know, people that are strong? Pro- probably not. Yeah. Um, you know, but things are a little bit shaky right now. And maybe going to bed and you look at what's happening in the world, man, it could get really bad. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of conflict going on, a lot of problems happening. It could escalate very easily, mm-hmm. um, which what does that do? It collapses. It will collapse our economy. Yeah. And then people don't have jobs. And it's like, oh, shoot, I need to do better, be better, um, perform, outperform to actually just keep a job yep. so I can pay my bills. Yeah. Well, and I'm curious on your on your thoughts. So there's a theory with all of that where it's like, because, and you mentioned a couple of things, even back in the day, recruiting for a job as hard as what, what I do and, and what you started was literally the funnel. It was more people made it through that funnel and could, could hack it basically. Yeah. More people oh, yeah. had that work ethic. Now less people have it. Complacency is the word of the generation or, or could be right. So one theory with that is like, okay, if you're in that generation, all that should do for you is show you like you should walk all over everybody that you want to walk, not walk all over in, in the sense of walk all over, but like when it comes to competing with other people to go and get ahead, you should be able to do that 10 times out of 10 with the situation that you're putting. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? No, I think I, look, I, I, when I speak to anyone, youth or anyone, I'm like, if you can just work harder than everyone else. It, well, and it's not just hard work. It's like, you got to have a, you got to have a vision, a plan. Mm-hmm. If you're working towards, you know, no end in mind, Sometimes you're just, you're working to work and might, you know, just be like spattered across the wall. But if you do actually have a a somewhat of a plan, um, your, your chances of success in whatever area you're trying to do, and maybe that ends up being financially, but maybe it's something different is it's like almost guaranteed. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far. It was brought to you by Alchemy Sales Coaching. I started doing one-on-one coaching with Doug back in 2019. And since then, I have gone and not only blown up in my career and my earnings, um, but it's really helped me through just the ups and downs of life. Now, the reason I feel so strongly about Alchemy is because it's a group of individuals not only focusing on furthering their sales career, but they're diving deep into inner work um, and becoming the best version of yourself so you can show up and be the best version of yourself. Um, not only that, if you have any interest in doing any one-on-one coaching with me, I exclusively do all of my one-on-one coaching through Alchemy. Um, so for full access to me, go and check out Alchemy. I think you'll absolutely love it. It's alchemysalescoaching.com. We will also go and post, um, the links in our bio and on stories, et cetera. So go check it out. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't have that. They haven't figured it out or it takes them till they're 50, you know, people my age, um, I'm 55 almost, so I'm older than that. Um, but um, it takes them that long to say, oh, I need a plan. And oh boy, I better start getting after it. I have no retirement. I don't have anything in place for my kids school or, you know, uh, emergency situations. So, you know, I, th- I think everyone kind of gets there probably at some point, but the earlier, the better. In fact, um, la- was it last week? Um, I had one of my nephews, my sister Lynette's son came to meet with me, Adam. And, um, he's, He's snot-nosed 20-year-old kid and um, just got off the mission. Um, he's at BYU and he's like, hey, man, I want to have, have success in life. And I'm like, well, you're going to. He's like, well, how do you know? I'm like, because you're asking. Like, no one asks at your age. Mm-hmm. He's not been in a Vivint environment or, you know, some of the other, there are other good companies out there. Very few. But <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you know, he, just the fact that he is asking the question, he'll get there at some point. And he's meeting with different people that he's seen in his life that have had success in whatever area that might be. But man, that he's so far ahead of everyone else. It's crazy. I told him that. Yeah. Like you're, you, you've, you're going to get, you're going to get there. Just because he's curious and then willing to do something that's curiosity. He's willing to go ask. Yeah. I love that. Although, and I hopefully hears this. He's like, what is the best thing I can do to make? Cause he, he has a business uh, or, or like a business and a product he intends to build. And I'm like, well, you got to go do door-to-door sales. He's like, that has nothing to do with, like, yeah, it does. Um, if you're going to own a company and build a business, you're out of the top 10 skills, it's one through nine is sales ability. 
The 10th is I don't even know. <laughs> but you have to have incredible sales ability to recruit people, to get clients on, to inspire people to be- build a better product that are working, for, so on and so forth. And I, I called him out. I said, hey, man, you got you to gotta go do this job. He's like, oh, what? That's, the, that's, last, that's, that's the last answer anyone wants to. No I one wants to hear that. that answer. I did not want that answer either. But no, you're absolutely right. And I mean, not only you have said that. I mean, Grant Cardone has said that. I, Tony Robbins has said that. Ed Milet has said that. And a lot of them even started in that. I yeah. think Ed Milet or Tony Robbins started selling meat. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. That's that's really cool. Um, and we'll we'll get into, you said something we'll get into in just a minute. But before we leave kind of this space, the headspace of like a like young adult and coming up and trying to figure it out and generation, the problems with the generation, stuff like that, or I guess the challenges with, with this generation specifically, um, what would be one or a few things, like actual things, like day-to-day things or week-by-week things or monthly things or preferably daily things that you'd be like, just get in the habit of doing this now. And I think you've already answered a couple of these, but just to lay it out there as plainly as we possibly can, like get in the habit of doing this, this, and this, and that will drastically change where you end up when you're 50. Even if you don't go and you don't need to go and necessarily start a multi-billion dollar business, but these few things drastically will change where you end up, give you much more freedom with your time, your finances, everything. What what would you say? I mean, I I think the first thing is like, actually thinking about the future, not worrying about it, but thinking about it. Like so few people think about the outcome in life they want. They just don't. Um, A lot of people start companies with no concept of the outcome. Like what is, what does a great outcome look like? Um, And so I think in life, it's important to to think about like, you know, where am I right now? Um, What do I want to be doing? How do I want to impact people around me, my environment, the community I live in, they just don't think like that, Hmm. which is super funny because um, I hear some of the rhetoric spoken by the younger generation. um, For instance, oh, people shouldn't be wealthy. Um, Elon Musk shouldn't have $200 billion. And I'm like, what? He, he worked for that. And he's, yeah, is he giving it all away yet? No, but he's changing. He's completely transforming the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, and he has a plan. He's not without a plan. He has an insane plan. Mm-hmm. It's actually ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense. It's preposterous, but he's going to go get it done because yeah. he always does. And if you don't have a plan, you're not thinking about your future, man, you're, you're already, you're so far in the hole. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think people, it's like, they wake up, they go get, they go do their hourly job. They collect their check and they pay their taxes. They barely can pay their rent. They barely can't afford gas and they're, you know, bumming rides, which is fine. I, I, I didn't, I would just barely got by for a long time, but there, there's no, there's no process in place to think, how am I going to move beyond this? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and that includes how am I going to make myself a better, more talented person that can deliver results for, for other people around me or a company that I work with or a partnership or a client that I might have. Mm-hmm. They, they don't think about that. And then the other thing I thought about, as you're saying, it just popped in my mind is start saving money today. Um, like, you know, people want to have success. Part of the reason people can't have success is because they're broke. And I'm not seeing be a multi-billionaire. I'm saying just success. If you have insane stress, financial stress in your life, it doesn't matter what career path you're trying to go down. It's hard to be excellent when that's, you know, just like kicking you in the stomach. Like yeah. I, I need to, I need to change my tires because they're bald and you can't, how do you be, how are you an excellent teacher? Um, if you, if you're going to be a grade school teacher, like it's really hard now, whole different topic. They should be paid 10 times what they're paid and I'd pay more taxes and would like us to pay more taxes to pay them more, but um, start saving money today towards yeah. whatever end that you're, you're looking for. Like it's, if it's 50 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month or a hundred dollars a paycheck, start that habit now. And, and, and like all things that you want to do, mm-hmm. start the habit today. Everyone thinks I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it ne- next month. It's kind of like, you know, diets. It's easy to think I'm going to start the first of the month or uh, working out the first of the month or the first of the year. Yeah. It's like, you just got to do it in like small incremental bites and it becomes a habit, it becomes a muscle, it becomes something you're passionate about, knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about, and then um, it becomes easy. It's like it's like um, second language to you, whatever you're working on. 
Yeah, no, I love that. I think both those, I think the first part is so important to realize that it really doesn't matter where you're at, right? It's just n- knowing where you want to go. Yeah. Right? Like there's no shame in 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 anywhere and being at any step as long as you're stepping towards something. I yeah. love that. I think that's super important. I love that you said that. Um, and then I guess this is just a reiteration of the question in a different way that might make you think a little bit differently. Okay. What's something you're glad that you've done on a day and, and not, not one of those two things. Cause I know obviously you've saved money and obviously you have kind of an end in end in mind yeah. type, type vision. What's something you're glad you have done already up into this point where you're like, wow, I'm substantially living a way more fulfilled life because of that. And I'm happier because of that. And there's, I'm sure there's a million, but what would you say is, is one of the top? I mean, like, this is going to, I don't know why this hit my brain. I'm just going to tell you what it is. Like for whatever reason, um, I love people like, um, I love, and I'm saying all people, they work at a gas station. They're from multi-billionaire, an older person, a younger person. Like I love people and I'm, I have curiosity in people and what makes them tick. Um, I think I've been pretty good in life about trying to understand whoever I'm with um, and kind of hear them and what they're about. Um, that's something I've like really enjoyed in my life. Um, uh, I, I could bring up examples, but just like I walked into the gas station the other day and uh, didn't know the guy, I'd never seen the guy before, but just like kind of dug in on his life, man. What a, and, and it ends up that, it was like inspiring to me because he's had a really tough go. Um, and I'm like, dang, man, but he's, he's still, he's still firing. He's still going, still charging. So, you know, like learn how to like people and, and appreciate people and like be like a sponge from, you know, other people's experiences can, it can inspire us. It can actually help us. Sometimes it's to make better choices um, a lot of people's situation, well, not a lot, people's situations are ba- are because of their decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't control everything, but we can control a lot of things and they'll lead up to something. So that's, that's something where um, I think people kind of go through life and it's like they're in a little small little bubble and they don't open their eyes and their heart and their minds to like the people around them. That is one thing I'll say that I really miss about um, being at Vivint like being surrounded by so many people from so many different backgrounds with different, you know, environments they grew up in and family situations and current situations. And, you know, sometimes it wasn't fun, um, but man, I loved it. It was so awesome. And I felt like, um, you know, you said earlier that I, you know, help people kind of raise their vision. I felt like everyone helped me raise my vision. Mm. Um, Cause I was, I was like, I, I'm curious, like, what do you want out of life? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? Um, you know, what do you want life to look like when it's kind of wrapping up at age 80 or whatever? Yeah. I, I love that. That is a, that is a unique answer, but that couldn't be more fitting for you. And in growing up and kind of watching, you do do that. And I've, I've, there've been many, many conversations where it's like, Oh, what's Todd's superpower? Like what, what does Todd do so well? Even when you were, when back when you were at Vivint at the leadership things, it's like, Oh, he can make whoever he's talking to feel like the most important person in the room. And I know you've heard that and people, people heard say that all the time and it's true. And what I realized in watching you do it anytime we would go somewhere or even still like we go, we're out of state, in state, grabbing food or whatever. And someone comments on your car and you can have a 15 minute conversation with them, make them feel extremely important. And I, I, I really enjoy watching it actually doing it is actually kind of scary because I'm like, oh, I'm going to try and do that. And what I've realized is what you're actually doing is you're creating depth out of a very surface level experience, which is really, really cool. <laughs> and like, there's way more depth to people like the, the cashier at the gas station. There's way more depth to them if you're willing to go and find yeah. it. But it's an uncomfortable thing most of the time. For me, it's extremely uncomfortable. And it, I tried it, it, to- it actually is uncomfortable. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if I said this last time, but one of the things that we're <laughs> this is a random path, but when I'm out and about grocery store, I don't care where I am. If someone looks at me, I say hi to them. You do. <laughs> you do I, I don't care. If you they look at me, that. I say hi. How are you doing? Like, Even if you got somewhere to be. Somewhere to be. And my my have my daughters here. It drives them crazy. In fact, last night, Dean was with me. He's like, Dad, can we go? And I kept running into people. I, some I knew, some I didn't know. And I don't know, man. I get I get deep in the 
in the moment with people and what they're talking about and what they're dealing with and what they're working on and probably to a little bit to a fault. Um, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like that's, and I guess that's kind of a general topic. Like how do you learn, like people should learn how to enjoy the moment in the day. And that doesn't mean it's all going good Yeah, because my days don't all go great. Um, I've had really bad years. We talked about some of that. Yeah. Um, and, did I always appreciate that in the moment? I and actually just had something happen pretty recently that um, really like set me back pretty hard emotionally. And um, Jake, you know, Jake, he called me up. And he's like, dad, you know, mom said you're, you know, you're having a little bit of a tough time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm having a really tough time. And he's like, dad, you know, listen, you need to, you need to figure out how to appreciate this. And that's always hard to hear. Um, but, he was so right. Like appreciate even the, the deep, difficult emotion that we deal with. And sometimes it's through tragedy or disappointments or failures or whatever. But like, man, if you learn to embrace that, um, and it, sometimes you use it as fuel to fuel the, for the fire yeah. to go do something different yeah, yeah. or change your life or whatever it is. Um, I think most of the time I've been able to do it. There have been a few times in life where it, it was pretty tough. And I don't know if I, was I was man enough or, you know, good enough to like truly embrace post fact. I, all of the things I've been through, I appreciate. I would change them if I could, but I can't. So I've had to learn to appreciate them. Yeah. No. And I think that's like a, I think it's a, honestly a skill. Yeah. It's absolutely a skill. It takes a lot of work to go and be present. That's what I was going to say is what you're really doing in those instances where you see people is you're, you're being fully present. And part of being fully present means you're feeling whatever emotion is there rather than avoiding it and putting your mind somewhere yeah. else, which is, that's really cool. I like that. And I've never, I've never really looked at that that way. That was kind of off the cuff. That's cool. Um, so kind of segueing a little bit just, and this is, again, I got a lot of requests for what people cared to hear sure. about. Um, and, and I've loved so far, the advice has been awesome and that's mostly catered towards myself. And then obviously people, most of our listeners, but then, um, a lot of people reached out and it's like, okay, well he has this, he, he, the way people view it is that you have like this, or you've had this eagle eye view, right. Throughout the course of your professional career of seeing so many of these companies where these are people who actually, once someone has a company, that means they, they weren't one of the complacent ones. They got up, they started it, they did it. And you've seen so many of those not work. Most of them. Most. The grand majority of not work. Exactly. Even some that are currently in business are not working. The owners probably know it. They may not have admitted it to themselves or their employees, but they're not working. And then what's the the question? So the question is, where did they go wrong? And I know you mentioned luck, and I do. I believe in luck, but I also believe you you create your own luck in that sense. So, like, where, where do they go wrong? Why is that? How does that happen? Why does it happen? And from your view, frankly, and yeah, like, I mean, from experience or doing it for the wrong reason. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. My name is Quince. And I'm Koi. We are the owners of King Cool Plunge, a Utah-based cold plunge company. If you're looking to improve your physical, emotional, and mental well-being, this is for you. Check us out at kingcoolplunge.com. That's K-I-N-G-K-O-O-L. P-L-U-N-G-E dot com. Use code T-T-D at checkout for a special offer. Now back to the show. I mean, they're just flat. They're, they're doing the, the run of the company for the wrong reason. And that wrong reason is they just want to make money. And when money is the central focus of what you're doing, you're going to fail. Period. Now, do some people thread the needle sometimes? And it just, and the luck comes into play and they build something, they exit quickly and they're out? Yes, but that, even that's not success. Like selling Vivint isn't success, a success. Selling Vivint Solar isn't a success. It was the company that was built in the environment, built in the opportunity built. That was the success. It wasn't, hey, the Petersons have money now. That's not the success. It's a byproduct. Mm-hmm. And my view, and I think I'm, I say I think I'm right. I know I'm right. Because um, I invest in tons of companies. I'm invested in... North of a hundred private, private companies. Um, the owners that are trying to build something excellent for their customers, for, uh, for, to, for opportunity for their employee base, and they want to do it the best they can and the best in the space they're in, they succeed. Now, they'll have ups and, have ups and downs, but those that are like, 
I, and I hear, I hear it when people come to meet with me. I'm going to build this and sell it and make a grundle of money. I'm going to have a jet just like you. And, and I don't invest in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't because I think they're most likely going to fail because it's about the money. Um, now, you know, should they, if someone builds a company and has success, should they get money out of that? Yeah, they should. That, that will happen. But um, they start making, and, and when I say that, it's not just the money. They start making poor choices. When it's about the money, you cut corners. Mm. Um, you don't treat people. You don't live up to what you said you were going to do. There's, there's, you start creating this path that is the only outcome and the only vision is the big pot of gold at the end. Mm-hmm. And, and along the way, you've got blinders on to, to, the, to the environment. And the, your environment is your customers, your product, your services, your backend support, your employees, their opportunity, their, their ability to learn and grow and gain skill set and, um, and advance in their life and feel like they're better people. They just, they, they, and again, I'm, it sounds brutal, brutal, but it's, it's, it's true. It's um, true. Yeah. And look, I mean, they're sometimes the economy smacks companies in the face. They had no re, no idea what was going to happen, but that happened to me too. Um, the difference was I lived in a way, my wife and I lived in a way that even when things were difficult and I could not pay myself for 10 months, we'd save money and we had no debt mm-hmm. and we lived off of nothing and we didn't need our company to support us in a way that put the company down when it needed the re- the capital resources to stay in business and survive an environment. Mm. Um, how many people are willing to do that? Like, Hardly anyone, especially now, because it's like, you know, immediate satisfaction is, is kind of the, the rule of the day. Um, you know, pe- nothing against it, but like there's a, people live so far beyond their, beyond their means. It's crazy. Yeah. And if you're a business owner and you're living beyond your means or come at your means and a bump in the business happens, you're out of business. Cause you're not going to change the way you live. Yeah. Or you're having to raise money and you, lo- you get diluted and. You have no equity left and it just, there's a, there's a whole series of things that can happen. But again, like if you want to, if you want to have success in business, build a successful business, that's it. Um, and a successful environment for employees and the money will come at some point. Yeah. It may take 30 years like it did with me, which is kind of not that successful. It took a long time to like, you know, I mean, I made money along the way and all that, but it took a long time to mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, we're, we're good now. Um, and up until that point, like Vivint never felt pressure to pay me a bunch of money to afford my, you know, mortgaged houseboat, my mortgaged ski boat, my mortgaged cars. My, well, I didn't have, I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, but that's, people want it now and they want it quick and they want the biggest and the best and um, that's, and again, social media driven, I think mostly not that that wasn't there before, but more so now it's way more apparent. Yeah. You said something that's really cool. And I want you to elaborate a little bit. You said selling Vivint solar, selling Vivint, those weren't the successes. The successes were building Vivint solar, building Vivint. Why? Cause the reason I ask is because I imagine sitting in a different seat, listening or watching and being like, yeah, right. Like whatever that exit was millions of dollars, like what do you tens mean? Tens of thousands. Sounded, yeah. That's, tens of thousands. That's lots of tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> that's, um, that's a success for sure. Like wh- why though? Like what's behind it? Cause you've experienced it. Yeah. But there's just no, um, I'm not going to, this is going to sound like I'm not appreciative cause I am like, I, I can't even believe the life I have the f- wife and the family, my little girl, Ava here, we're about to go shoot guns by the way. Um, and uh, she's crazy. She wants to go shoot some ARs and some pistols. Um, but um, so super appreciative of the exits and the, and the, the money that we received from that. But um, let's say that would have happened like in the first six months, like the same financial success. Man, I wouldn't have had the experience and the knowledge and the difficulties and the, you know, figured out who I am, um, who I'm not, who I need, I want to become. Like I would have missed on all the experiences of life. It was just happened quickly. So it was, it was the whole building and the fighting, not fight, but like the fight for success and the fight to survive. And that's where the richness of my life experience has been the now, um, when I choose no exit financially, 
or the the exits event, of course, choose the money. Yeah. I don't want I, all of that for nothing. Then no thanks. But, um, but it was, it was that whole, it was the whole process. Like I look back on that's, I don't reminisce back and be like, man, um, De- December of, was it December of, or October, November of 2020, man, that was a big exit out of Evan Solar. I don't even reminisce on that like at all. Yeah. It's all the craziness that went on that, you know, the startup of it, the fight with our, our partners, uh, our investors to actually do that inside of our business and then spin it out and take it public and, and, you know, almost go out of business a couple of times because the, it almost ran out of capital and like, making major change. I mean, just all of those experiences are like rich. That's, that's the richness of life, not a, just an exit. Now, yeah. again, choose the exit over no exit for sure. But, um, that's not when I'm, when I'm dying, it's not going to be like, Oh man, I had some big exits. Yeah. That's it's like perfect. my, I had big experiences, like experiences that like would be, if, if I wrote a book about my life, it's like, well, that's, that can't be true. Like, how did that all happen? And you still made it through. And, and the funnier part is how did you do that? Because I'm not, I am just, you mentioned earlier, like if people haven't met me, maybe they have some sort of expectation, but I'm just stink normal. Um, you know that I'm not like, I'm not any, I'm nothing special. I'm just a normal person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not smarter than anyone else. Um, I, I do think work ethic is one thing I have over a lot, most people, um, determination maybe, but like, I don't have advantages mentally or physically over other people. I'm just a normal, I'm five foot 11, um, you know, 180, <laughs> I'm hoping 182 pounds, probably more like 187. But, and he um, said, you told her you were six feet when you met her. Yeah, I was five eleven three quarters. <laughs> I'm shorter now than because of my back problems. <laughs> You're shrinking. I'm literally five eleven now, and I was five eleven and three quarters. Isn't that six feet? That's when you six put feet. the when you put the shoes on, you're round. You're and I wear round. I wear boots too. You like you know you wear those boots. I'm just That's six six, feet. six one. If you really boots wanted on. to six one six one with boots on, no one will argue it. Problem is, my wife is six one with her seven inch heels on. That's true. And so you have to be six. Yes, one. I have to be six one. True. Um, no, that's perfect. And the reason I, I asked that question, cause it's, you answered it perfectly. I was just curious on how you'd answer it. And I think it, it sheds a lot of like light for people who haven't experienced something like that. It's, it's, it's a cool way to look at it different from how you would from the outside. Yeah. Um, now I guess, and I'll be respectful of your time. We won't keep you here for two and a half hours like last time. Um, the next question that, that is more, more so for myself than a few other people who had kind of wondered it is like, now where you're at in life, what brings you the most joy at this point? And it's probably similar to the past, but like this point is probably different than any other yeah. phase in your life. So what, what brings you joy at this point and has it changed from what it used to be? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm curious on that. So it's funny you say that because I'm like in this, um, I'm in a transition in life. I went from crazy work hours, crazy stress to not, um, I don't work crazy hours by choice. I mean, I could, I could, I have so many things I could be doing. Um, but I work five or six hours a day now. Um, and my main priority and focus is my family. Um, my wife and my kids and what they're doing and what they're about and what they're trying to accomplish in life, which by the way is, is it's, it's hard because I'm used to, um, being in a big organization with big plans and, um, you know, fighting for that and going for that every day and the transition into this, it's, it's emotionally difficult. It's like, whoa, I'm not like, I'm not making decisions anymore. Now yeah, I'm making decisions on where we're investing our money and things, but nothing like that impacted as many people as I did before. Yeah. Um, so it's a transition, but it's a choice. Mm. Um, I've a, a few times gotten very close to getting back into the business, in some form or fashion and competing with Vivint. Um, but, um, and, and, you know, Sunrun and other, other groups, but, um, I've felt like that was the selfish decision because it's what I want to do. Mm. Um, not what my family maybe needs me to do. Mm. Um, so I, I'm in, I'm in, it's in a, I'm in a little bit of a flux that way to be totally honest. Like it's not, it's a, it's an odd feeling. Like I don't, I don't like, I don't have to do anything today. Um, don't need money. Don't need cash flow. I mean, have, I mean, I already have it. 
Um, so I'm not fighting for that, the next buck and how do I pay rent and, you know, get money for investments. And so it's a really, it's strange actually, but, um, I appreciate it so much. It's crazy. Um, it, especially I would say in the last four or five months, you know, I had all those surgeries, post surgeries, man, I was hurting so bad. Like I didn't, it's hard to appreciate anything. anything. I was just hurting. Yeah. Um, but now I feel great outside of my back thing this last week, but, um, man, it's been fun. Like I'm, I don't know if am I, I'm around more, right. Um, it's, am I around too much? You don't think so? Um, but Andy for a minute there thought I was cause I had built an office building and I just do my meetings in my house. I'm like, I was a, in last summer was the first summer. I'm like, grass is green. I, di- I didn't, I didn't know that fact. I've never actually looked at it that way. It's, <laughs> it's actually green. And we have lots of trees on our property. Whoa, this is weird. And a mountain behind us. Amazing. Um, and started to appreciate that stuff. But I, I was doing all my meetings out of my house and Andy finally was like, Hey, look, don't you have an office building? Like it'd probably be good for you to go, you know, office with your, your buddies that you invest with and, be at work for a couple of hours a day. I'm like, is that, are you saying something to me or, you know, she, I, Subliminal I thought 24 hours together was great. Um, but, um, anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, my life is changing right now. And the other thing that I'm doing, which, which I think, I don't know if I change uh, my past, but, um, I'm trying to do things that I care about and not do things that I, not that I don't care about, but I know I'm not going to do or want to be involved with. I'm trying to be more honest with that. And it's freed my life up. Mm. And and maybe had I done that a little bit better in the past, I could have had more you mean with extra time or with people or what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I take meetings and appointments and things that I knew I wasn't going to be involved with, but I did just, just, I just said yes to be nice. Yeah. Um, and I think knows an okay answer. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I've had, People ask me to do podcasts. I'm like, no, not, not, nothing, nothing against you, but um, what you're trying to promote and build, I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't support it. Yeah. I don't say that to them, but that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. So I say no. Um, and other people that call to have meetings with me to chit chat about this and that. I'm like, look, um, I know, what you, you know, I respect what you're doing and what you're trying to build, but like, I'm not about that. And uh, would never invest in it or be part of it. And mm. no, I don't want to be an advisor because I, it's kind of a um, dead end street. And so I'm not going to spend my time and my family's time on something that is not going to be impactful. Yeah. So um, I, I've, I've started to change some things and honestly, like it's freed me up so much. It's, and it's, it's also awesome. benefiting them as well. Like it, maybe, yeah, no, I'm might not, thought not about be that. the answer people want to hear, but at the same time, it's way better than having a halfway present person yeah. that really has no interest taking up your own time when you could be finding someone else, Yeah, which is probably a hard answer to hear, but yeah. Absolutely. And it's not, I, I don't like saying no to people. I just don't like it. I never yeah. have. It's like, I want to find a way, but, um, I've changed that. It was uh, a gentleman. I don't even know. Randomly was like, Hey man, you need to free your schedule up. And just do things that you care about mm. and be around people that you care about. Like, that's what you need to do. And I'm like, I'll do it. And literally, he told me that it was maybe four or five months ago. And I've, I have made a massive transition. Really? Not that I'm disrespectful to people. I'm not. But it's like, mm-hmm. hey, what, what are you working on? What are you doing? Oh, that's cool. I hope, I wish all the success in the world on you. But that's not something that I would spend my time on mm-hmm. or invest my capital in. Full stop. Yep. Um, you know, good luck to you. That's awesome. That just opens up time for you to do more of the things yeah. that you care about. Go shoot, go shoot guns. Exactly. Go shoot guns. We're going to go shoot pumpkins. I like that. We have like 300 pumpkins set up on the back nine. Yes. You're going to have go, fun. We're going to go light them up. I like it. I might roll up there in a minute. Actually, no, I have a flight. I'm going to miss my Where flight. Where are you going? Nashville. Oh, me and my girlfriend or siblings love, are going to Nashville. I love I've never, Nashville. I've never gone like experience Nashville. You are so. going to love Nashville. I'm excited. It's, I can't wait. It's so cool. I've spent one night there, like an overnight, and we drove down the what's the street called? With, With all, all the, the bars, music and the music, yeah. and all that. Beale Street. No, Beale Street's tennis. Yeah, that's Memphis, Memphis side. My bad. I'll just shut up again. No, no, no. It's called it's called State State Street. No, oh, yeah. no, that's Orem. I don't know what it is. We're but both the, off the street. The street. I don't know what it's called. I don't either, but, but I drove fantastic. through it and I want to go. I'm gonna, I'm excited to experience it. We're spending a few days there, so I'm really excited. It's one of the cities I could live in. Boston. I love New York. 
Um, but Nashville's super well, cool. Well, Sid and Elliot are actually one of the reasons that I'm stoked to go because they talk highly of it. Yeah, it's So I'm excited. Cool. So last question. Again, I appreciate you big time. We're right about on the hour mark, so I'll be I'll wrap it up and let you go do your thing, and I appreciate you. Um, and I have a couple, but I think the one that I want to ask just to kind of wrap it up is you've already done this. So I'm curious how you're going to answer it. But like what now is your goal to have your legacy be? Because you're around right now. You're not going to be around forever. As sad as that is to to even bring up, but it's true. And I think you've approached things, maybe not on purpose, but you or maybe on purpose, actually, probably on purpose, like with a legacy in mind. And you've already created a legacy up to this point. But like right now when you're like, okay, this is what I want to leave. Like this is the legacy that I want to leave. What is it? And have you already done what you need to do? Do you feel like to leave that legacy? I mean, um, again, this is, I'm, I'm pretty simple minded about life. Um, the only thing I really care about people saying about me when I die with my legacy is I was a kind person. Um, that doesn't mean pushover, uh, by yeah. the way, but I was a kind person. Um, and that I live my life in a way that tried to lift other people up around me. Um, and that could be through, you know, maybe my influence or, you know, um, work environment or the things that we tried to do that we tried to participate in. Like, you know, my wife and I try to be as charitable as possible on a day-to-day basis. We try to be charitable. I'm not saying we are perfect at it and great at it. And some people may may think we're not because we have too much, but um, that's super important to me that, you know, when I die, my family name better mean and say, that we are people better say about not just me, but my children, that they're nice people. Um, mm-hmm. They're nice. And regardless of people's backgrounds, um, regardless, doesn't matter if they're rich, poor, what color they are, whatever um, their circumstances, they better be nice to them. Mm-hmm. And um, if they're not, that would be the only truly disappointing thing to me um, is if, if someone said to me, Oh, I, you know, it's me chatting with someone and they said, you're a jerk. Yeah. Um, n- now, Ask my competitors what they thought of me, and they probably thought I was a jerk. That's okay with me because I wanted to bury them. Yeah. Um, but um, post everything else, man, I hope all the success in the world on them and everyone else. But if any of you didn't compete with me, I always hope for people's success. But um, that that's honestly it. I don't know if that sounds like a weird answer, but like that's no, I think that's, that's all I answer. that's all I really care about. Like, I think it's a perfect answer. Is he, you know, you, am I am I a decent person or not? Um, and if, if I'm not, and I'm, I'm the third wealthiest person in Utah when I die, no one gives a crap about that. Um, mm-hmm. They just don't. Um, and es- especially my kids, I don't care. Do you care about that? No. Because um, none of it's going to you anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll believe true? that when I see it. You've been saying that, except Dean. But my, no. Dean's going to be wealthy. And my <laughs> other kids are going to be broke. He'll be just fine. Yeah, but they'll be happy. Um, no, man, that, that's a perfect answer. And I love that. So once again, and, and for the last time, thank you so much for coming, man. I appreciate it. I know you're busy. Thank so you, man. It means a ton. Way always I mean, invite me back. I was, I don't know what it is, but I like, I hate my own voice, but I like talking with these and hearing. We added my, auto tune and a little bit of reverb ooh, to you. Yes, is that you, what it is? Yeah. You Cause I sound like right a now. rock star. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I'm just, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I don't, but we, I really does. Does everyone hate their voice? By the way, you guys, yes. Like when I hear myself, I'm like, I'm like I sound like a dork. Everyone hates their voice. Is that true? It sounds great. It's the worst. I have a hard time re-listening to episodes yeah. because of it. It's like, oh wow, I sound irritating or whatever. But um, anyway, but it's super fun. And by the way, like I think I said this before, but like watching you and grow up. I mean, because we've been around you for many years. Um, you know who you've become is is insane, and your potential. I mean, you're are you twenty four? Twenty four. Yeah, and you're like. I, you're at a point I was not at at age 24, man. I was not even close. I was just surviving like my business, getting by day to day to day. I didn't have the knowledge or the background or the skill set or the, I didn't have that vision at 24. It took me so many years to build up that kind of vision. So it's been like amazing to watch you. And you know, we, our family loves you and your family to us. And I'm just like super proud of you and, and the people Thank that you're, you're around and you, you like inspire people in a way and you make people feel good about themselves. And that's, then that's the important thing in life right there. 
Yeah, you guys have been you guys have been awesome, man. That means more than you know. I appreciate it. And I love you. And then for everybody listening, thank you guys. Until next time, much love. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, as always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video of value, share this with a friend and please go show your love. We're on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Any ratings, comments, likes, shares, they go a very long way and they make it so I can keep doing these things for you and I would appreciate it greatly. So please go share with a friend. Until next time.